Libya, May 10th, 2014. Target ahead, my team leader, Jimmy Miles, said from the lead car. Copy that, Alpha One, I replied into my headset, as the outer wall of the abandoned outpost began to emerge from the desert half a mile away. A dark shadow against a dusty brown hill, so slight, most people wouldn't have noticed it was there. I scanned the horizon. Nothing to the east but dunes and distant mountains, the same thing we'd been seeing for the past four hours and two hundred miles. Nothing in front but a dust track in a desert. The hill to the west was maybe fifteen feet at its highest point, rising at a consistent low gradient. It wasn't much more than a tilt of the horizon line, but out here it could hide an army. The perfect place for an ambush, I thought, although that didn't mean much. Every building in this rocky corner of the South Sahara was perfect for an ambush, since they were all built in wadis or against small cliffs to escape the wind. Our contacts, the Tuareg, were the legendary bandit warriors of this harsh world. They knew every foot for 500 miles. But they didn't have GPS, so you couldn't global position a meeting. You had to meet them at a spot like this. This was kinetic country like the old Wild West. Banditos were common, and law came out of the barrel of a gun. Steady speed, I said, eyes open. The call had come in 17 hours ago from a new contact in Benghazi. A tribe of Tuareg had two cargo trucks full of weapons, and they wanted to deal. Why? They were in Mali last year, the contact said. They fought the French paratroopers at Gao. I could almost hear the shrug. Now they need money. My instinct was to turn the opportunity down. Too many variables. Maybe the contact sensed my hesitation. It's not small arms, I assure you, he said. It's what you want. Finding AK-47s and rocket-propelled grenade launchers was easy. The world was awash in them, especially Africa. But surface-to-air missiles, anti-tank rockets, 20-millimeter cannons, those weapons were gold. You laid your hands on them whenever you could. When? Tomorrow, 1400, deep southwest near the Algerian border. I'll shoot you the coordinates. The 200,000 euros had arrived five hours ago, on a fishing trawler. The boat had probably come from Malta, our primary Mediterranean financial hub, since the collapse of the Cypriot banking sector. But that wasn't my concern. What mattered was the courier. He had been late, so now I was late. I had intended to arrive at the rendezvous by noon, two hours early, but... They're here, Charlie One. Copy that, Alpha Two, I said flatly, biting off my frustration at the sight of the off-road trucks. I trusted my team. Six Alphas, my team, wearing earpieces, and four local recruits. But I didn't like the Tuareg having the jump. I wouldn't be able to scout the location or position marksmen on surrounding dunes. This was how the accident happened, I reminded myself. Fifteen, Miles said, counting men, as the compound came into view. Two crumbling buildings surrounded by a six-foot earthen wall. Sand piled on the west side. The roofs clearly collapsed. It was probably the most habitable permanent structure for a hundred miles. Eighteen, said Tingera Tigbuturo, our spotter. Three against the rise. Based on the satellite imagery, 
I had intended to set up between the warehouse and the rise, but the Tuareg were already there. That left my team with the bunkhouse and the earthen wall. At least the Tuareg's cargo trucks, two canvas-covered deuce and a halfs that looked like they'd been in use since Indiana Jones slid under a German version eight years before D-Day, would be between us. Plan B, Miles said, seeing the same thing. Use the deuces for cover. Miles's white Toyota Land Cruiser, obviously stolen from the United Nations and bought by me ten days ago on the black market in Tripoli, left the road and swung wide, giving him a better view into the Touareg position. Our other two identical vehicles, also bought on the black market, followed. Twenty, Tig said, still counting men. Twenty-two. Jesus, I muttered, as the two Touareg sentries stood up to announce their positions. At least the deuce and a halfs were facing our convoy. That meant the Touareg were planning for us to drive them away as agreed. Or maybe it didn't mean anything. 